Welcome to Chronic Love, a supportive space for people with chronic illness. I'm Robin, a psychologist in New York City, navigating the fallout of a breast cancer diagnosis some years in. And I'm on a personal journey to join together with others who have similarly found themselves facing life challenges in the wake of chronic illness. Together, with the generous humans you're about to meet, we welcome you into our discussions. my body is important to me the way I look is important to me but I was thinking about what it means to have breasts and so much of what it means to have breasts to me involves being able to breastfeed I'd really like to have kids someday and that process of course is not possible with reconstructed breasts and the other part is feeling feminine and feeling that femininity and I was thinking about how much of that is actually tied to me with what it means to have reconstructed breasts weighed with the amount of potential other surgeries that would come for the rest of my life. And that choice, of course, is so personal to everybody. But to me, I felt like it no longer felt like the right choice to me. So I I called my doctors and asked them to instead remove the expanders and end that process. It's called going flat. Hi, I'm Laura. I was diagnosed in July of 2017 with triple negative breast cancer and am BRCA1 positive and went through a series of chemo and surgeries. So I made the choice to go flat. It was not an easy choice. I asked a lot of people for their advice about it. I had just turned 29 and was unmarried, didn't have children. So there were a lot of different people in my life. My mom, my mom's friends, my partner at the time, different people I respect in my life that I went to and, and, and really was looking for somebody to tell me what to do. But of course, no one can because it's your own body. And my doctors, there was definitely pushback from my doctors about it. It's not a common choice, especially for our age bracket. And so there was definitely a lot of questioning in the doctor's office. But I do feel lucky that once I did say to them, this is my choice and I'm sticking with it and this is what feels right to me. My plastic surgeon did an amazing job. So I feel really happy with the work that my surgeon ended up doing and with the choice that I ended up making. It's such a deviation from the standard path because I think, you know, when we go through this process, there really is such an expectation that we go that route, that we go that standard route. So almost when doctors present this to us, um, I don't even remember someone It's possible that they did, and it's possible that I don't, I just don't remember it, but I don't even remember somebody offering me a choice between going flat and and going for reconstruction. I just remember first you have the surgery to remove the cancer, and then immediately following the surgery to remove the cancer, you put the expanders in, and they just presented the whole sequence of surgery through reconstruction as just like, this is just what we do. Um, Absolutely. That was my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so for you to say, wait a second, I want something different here. That's the standard path. That's not my path. It's such a big deal. It's been a really interesting process. Do people, like for me, people ask me a lot about my choice and why I made that choice. Do people ask the same thing about you, why you reconstructed? Or is it just, no? oh, of course. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Nobody 
has asked me why I reconstructed. Nobody. There's just this assumption that you go and you try to put back what you had before. Yeah. And I have to, you know, if, if I'm to be real, I like, I think about, I think about this um, frequently because I look in the mirror, um, which is hard to do. It's very hard and painful to look in the mirror because nobody is putting back what you had before. Um, right. It looks very different, especially once, you know, I, once I was radiated, everything just looks so drastically different from side to side because I was only radiated on the side that I had cancer on my right side. And so, you know, there's contracture on the right side. So the elevations are different. The, you know, the firmness, the muscle, the scarring, the tissue is different. Everything just looks so different. And I'm, you know, so aware of just the other, another element, right. That I don't know how commonly known it is, but there's something called nipple sparing that some patients do um, that neither Robin and I were able to do. There's a lot of reason that goes behind that, right? What, how, where your tumor is, how advanced your cancer is, all these different things that you talk to with your doctor. But a lot of patients like Robin and I, even if you go through reconstruction or if you don't, you know, you don't have your nipples. There's a, there's a whole world of tattoo artists that can give you fake nipples. Yeah. And the reason just to clarify that they uh, often don't spare the nipples is because that's, you know, that's, part of the breast that could potentially have cancer in it. And by sparing it, you're risking preserving some cancer um, that could then spread and cause, you know, transmission later on down the line. So once you're going through everything that Laura and I have gone through and you're, you're doing everything you can to survive, you don't want to put everything on the line for a nipple. As important as nipples are nipples. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I miss them, but if you're watching this and resonating with any of this, we want you to know that you're not in this alone, that you're never in this alone. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love. If you'd like to join us for a candid discussion about your experience with chronic illness, Or if you'd like to connect to Simply Say Hello, we welcome you to reach out through any of the social media platforms or through our website, and all of our information is listed below.